Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. A note on this episode of Fifth and Mission. Today's show contains detailed allegations of sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. I would be very pleased to nominate Dominic Fapoli for mayor. He's been a true leader in the last year. I've been pleased to work alongside him, as I think we all have, and I'd, I'd like to nominate Dominic for mayor. I'm Damian Bulwa, director of news at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, an investigation by the Chronicle of Dominic Fapoli, a powerful figure in California's wine country. He's the 38-year-old mayor of Windsor, the co-owner of a nearby winery, and a politician with an eye on higher office. Now, four women have come forward to tell our reporters that Fapoli sexually assaulted them. Through his attorney, Mayor Fapoli has denied all of the allegations. Reporters Alexandria Bordas and Cynthia Dizikas have been looking into these allegations for several months, and their story is now online at sfchronicle.com slash Windsor. Allie and Cynthia, thanks for joining me here. Thanks, Damien. Thank you so much for having us. I'm really excited to talk about this today. Allie, let's start with you. You've written a lot about the city of Windsor in the past. Can you tell us about Dominic Fapoli, who he is, and how these allegations came about? Yeah, so the town of Windsor is quite small, only about 30,000 people, and it truly is in the heart of California's wine country. And even just a few years ago, though, when I started covering Windsor, when it was a town that was truly overshadowed by these more renowned tourist destinations like Healdsburg, right up north, 15 minutes away from Windsor. And then, of course, the famous Napa Valley to the east. So Windsor was quite small and not really a known place at the time. But Dominic Fapoli changed that. The town council first appointed him mayor in 2018. And truly under his leadership, he was able to make these big city moves for such a small town. He brought in multi-million dollar investors from all across the state to come and attend the town council meetings and pitch these lofty ideas. He, along with the council, opened an internationally recognized brew pub, and he also really pushed ahead with a massive downtown redesign that in recent years had been stalled until he came into the mayorship position. So he brought this youth and revitalizing energy that council members really echoed they were excited about. And that quickly began to bear out with how enthusiastic his fellow council members were in supporting his ideas and his agenda. And it even went beyond Windsor, right? I mean, he was on television. He became known as as a figure sort of representing wine country. Yeah, exactly. So he wasn't just a political figure. He also had a very rapidly growing business journey for himself as well. He, in recent years, had launched several wine and brewery-related business ventures in town. And his biggest uh, ownership, along with several partners, was Christopher Creek Winery, which is outside of Healdsburg. 
And it was around that time that Christopher Creek was also growing in popularity in the region as well. It was hosting a lot of industry parties. It was a big stop on wine tours throughout Sonoma County. And Fapoli could often be seen there hosting his fellow council members and community members for all different types of events at Christopher Creek. He also, at that time, was building that national reputation, using Windsor as his launching off point. He was on the Steve Harvey show and competed for the title of Mr. California while also discussing his wine from Christopher Creek. He eventually lost that competition. He also appeared in a TV special where they referred to him as the Prince of Wine Country. And throughout the pandemic, he also managed to keep up this personality as well and bolstering that image outside of his political field when he comp- when he was co-starring with celebrity chef Guy Fieri in a web series about how local restaurants during the pandemic were navigating that difficult time. And the, the pages of those shows gained hundreds, if not thousands of views. But as I was covering this rise... I did start to come across concerns about Fapoli's behavior with women. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized that some of these concerns that were being discussed among the community stretched back almost about two decades. So I started looking into it, started investigating it. And in time, Cynthia and I managed to speak to four women who were willing to come forward and share publicly their accounts for the very first time. And these accounts that they shared with us centered on allegations that Fapoli had sexually assaulted them. We want to mention here that Ali and Cynthia brought this investigation to Dominic Fapoli and asked him about the allegations. His attorney then released a statement, which I'll read. Mr. Fapoli categorically denies having engaged in any of the abuses described. Sexual assault and sexual misconduct are very serious issues, and Mr. Fapoli takes these allegations very seriously. He has a long history of supporting women in his business, personal, and political lives, and the accusation that he has engaged in any of these misdeeds is deeply troubling. Mr. Fapoli prides himself on working to improve life for all of his constituents, and he will continue to maintain the fundamental value of treating everyone with respect. So, Ali, that is the statement provided by the attorney for Dominic Fapoli. Would he talk to you guys, though, and would he address the specific allegations from these women? Beyond the provided statement, Dominic Fapoli declined to be interviewed about any of the allegations made in the story or any other specifics beyond that. But you guys made clear to him specifically what the women had alleged. That's correct. We provided every opportunity to Dominic Fapoli to respond to each of the allegations that we made, and all we received was a statement from his team. These four women, why did they decide to come forward now and speak to you guys? Did they report the incidents at the time? Have they initiated any legal action? Cynthia? Yeah, so pretty soon after the incidents, all of these women reached out to friends or family members or both, and they described the alleged assaults to them. But the women didn't notify the police or pursue legal action after the encounters. In some instances, you know, the women told us they wanted to put the episodes behind them in in multiple cases, they had pre-existing friendships with Fapoli that left them more hesitant about going public at the time. 
And, you know, they also pointed the connections that Allie just mentioned, his deep connections in Windsor and Sonoma County. That further discouraged them. For instance, one woman, Rose Famoso, told us that at the time, she felt authorities would dismiss her account because she was a 21-year-old international intern working at a winery, and he was a reputable local lawmaker, mayor of Windsor. So, Allie, what changed? So since their initial encounters with Fapoli, some of them even becoming friends with him, the women said after these encounters and making their allegations to us that in time they have watched him rise in business and politics over the years. And three of these women, in fact, still are local to the area. And so seeing campaign signs became almost a daily routine for some of them when he was running for mayor last year in Windsor's first inaugural mayoral election, which he won in November. So, you know, he's also been taking on other leadership roles in the North Bay area and even stretching slightly beyond, like a leadership position in a state organization, a powerful regional agency. So this idea, you know, for three of the women that still live there, that he could one day use Windsor to extend beyond the town and really spread his political ambition much further was a real motivating factor for them to come forward and share their stories publicly. The Me Too movement also played a role. And with them learning that they were not alone in their allegations, which they had felt for so long and felt really isolated in that experience that Fapoli had assaulted them, it empowered them further to come forward and share their stories. So another woman who spoke to us, Sophia Williams, actually first referenced her allegations and incident with Fapoli without identifying him by name in a 2018 online post in social media that was centered around reacting to conversations around sexual assaults that were happening at the national level, if not global level, that really started picking up speed again around the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court confirmation hearings. In terms of the Me Too movement, I mean, I think people were just quiet for so long out of fear. And I think like when I felt brave enough to share my story, people were, you know, saying me too, me too, me too. Before we go on, I want to ask a quick question, Cynthia. You were talking about corroborating stories from other people who witnessed events, who the women might have shared uh, their experiences about Fapoli in real time. If people that read the story will see that it's full of these kinds of contemporaneous accounts. Why was that important to you guys? So, you know, when you start off, investigating a story like this, obviously um, the most important people are the women we talk to who have these accounts to share. Um, But as part of reporting that out, we also, you know, it's very important to talk to people who they might have talked to at the time, right? Especially if there isn't you know, a a report that was filed with police that we could request or look at. So we talked to as many people as we can who heard these allegations at the time. In one case, um, one of the women we spoke to actually kept a a personal journal in which she detailed days after um, her, the incident she described with Fopoli, she detailed the 
you know, some of the details about the assault in that journal. Um, we also, you know, to the extent that there were any communications between the women and Fopoli around the time or after they said these incidents happened, we also reviewed those messages. So messages on Instagram, messages on Facebook. And that all becomes part of, um, you know, this the larger story of what these women said happened to them. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with Ali Bordas and Cynthia Dizikas. We're going to hear more from women who have accused Dominic Fapoli, the mayor of Windsor, of sexual assault. We'll hear how they met him and some specifics of their allegations. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth in Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's show contains detailed allegations of sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa. I'm joined by investigative reporters Cynthia Dizikas and Ali Bordas. We're talking about their investigation into the Windsor mayor, Dominic Fapoli, a power broker in the wine country. Four women have come forward to the Chronicle to say that he sexually assaulted them. Guys, how did these women meet Fapoli to begin with? Did they know him before the alleged assault? Yeah. So first of all, none of the women know each other, but their accounts do have similarities. In all four cases, the women alleged Fopoli isolated and sexually assaulted them after nights of drinking. And the women said they were either friends with Fopoli or that he had tried to engage with them socially before the assaults. Sophia Williams, who we heard from earlier, said she befriended Fopoli while they were both taking a ballroom dance class in 2006 at a local junior college. And even before her alleged assault, she said the way he danced with her and other women in class made her really uncomfortable. In terms of dancing, there was like a consensus between all the girls that like he was very flirty, very handsy, like would kind of hold you a little too tight. You had to like really use your hands to keep your distance. So there was a general consensus that he was like kind of taking advantage of like the partnership in dancing to like be really close to people. And he just had a very flirty personality in general. At the beginning of these relationships, how did the women perceive Fapoli and their first interactions with him? Three of the women essentially said at first they found Fapoli to be obnoxious, maybe a little arrogant, but they didn't necessarily perceive him as a threat or tell anyone in their lives that they thought of him as a threat because they got to know him, even in some cases befriending him or working alongside him. The fourth woman we spoke to who said she dated Fapoli in 2003 when she was just 18 years old, volunteering for his campaign for state assembly, she alleged that he sexually assaulted her from the very beginning of their short relationship. It got to the point where she said that she ended up breaking up with him after dealing with a lot of turmoil 
in processing the relationship. And it was just one month. But at the end of December 2003, she said Fapoli begged her to go on one last date on New Year's Eve, only about a couple days after she decided to break up with him. That night, on New Year's Eve, she said he pressured her to drink alcohol, which she had never done before in her life, and later in the night took her upstairs as she was stumbling, not feeling very well, so she told us, and said that he later raped her twice in this bedroom at a house party in Windsor. Now, the woman, who today is 35, has told us repeatedly that she's been really having a hard time coping with the trauma of these assaults essentially her entire adult life. Just a reminder here for our listeners that Dominic Fapoli has, through an attorney, released a statement denying all of these allegations, but has not addressed the specific things that the women said happened. Allie? The other three women who are part of our story and described their assaults to us also said that it happened after nights of drinking and said that Fapoli was essentially trying to take advantage of their intoxication. Now, Sophia Williams, uh, the woman who took the dance class with Fapoli, she said she went out drinking and dancing with him and a group of people from class, which was a quite regular event that they would do. Take the skills they learned from class out on the town together and have some fun. But at the end of this night in particular, she said she agreed to split a cab home with, with him, with Fapoli, something that they would regularly do, split cabs home. But she said that they wound up at Fapoli's house in Windsor, and she was really confused about how they had gotten there and why she wasn't getting dropped off at her house. But she said as she got out of the cab to figure out what was happening, Fapoli quickly let her, you know, offered to let her stay in his bed for the night. Even going as far as to say he would sleep on the couch, she could take the bedroom. And at the time, she, she told us she felt like that was a really respectful offer. But she said almost... Immediately after she got into Fapoli's bed, that he slid into bed with her and then soon after sexually assaulted her. He was like slowly like putting his arm around me and like trying to kiss me. And I was like, stop. And then he was like taking his finger and putting his finger in like my waistband. And that's when I like basically climbed over him and went to the bathroom and just like locked the door. Allie, she said that she actually ended up fleeing the house. She did. She, Sophia Williams attempted multiple times to downplay what was happening, to try to shove him away, trying to scoot as far away as she could from him on the bed, and then realized that as the situation was escalating, after he had assaulted her, she ran and locked herself in the bathroom and later in the middle of the night ran from his house. So these allegations that you guys write about, the first ones are from 2003 and 2006. What was Dominic Fapoli doing at that time? Was he in elected office? So he was trying to get into elected office. Um, in 2003, we mentioned he launches this run for state assembly. He It's his first political campaign. He's 21 years old. But in 2004, he loses the Republican primary. Then in 2006, when he meets Sophia Williams, he's actually, um, you know, in the midst of launching his first run for the Windsor Town Council, a race he would also go on to lose. And following that loss and meeting these two women, he 
he really starts focusing on his business endeavors, wine and beer-related ventures. He starts being recognized as a bachelor and a philanthropist in wine country. And it's around that time in 2012, right before he goes in with some business partners to buy Christopher Creek Winery, that he meets another woman we spoke to, Allison Britton. And She alleges he sexually assaulted her at a convention in Reno for a civic club that they both belong to. So what happened? So on the night that Britton said she arrived in Reno, she and another woman we spoke to said that she had become extremely and visibly intoxicated. Britton and this other woman said they, you know, they had started drinking in the beginning of the day. They kept drinking through that night. And it got to the point where her friend actually asked Fapoli to take Britton back to her hotel room. And instead, Britton said he brought her to his hotel room where he served her even more alcohol and then engaged in oral copulation with her when she was nearly unconscious and said was too intoxicated to consent. And after that, Britton, as we mentioned before, you know, she reached out to other club members about the incident One of them told us he actually confronted Fapoli in 2013, but the matter was never brought up formally with their club. And at the time, Fapoli is now on the cusp of securing his first political victory. So in 2013, he was appointed to the Windsor Planning Commission. And then in 2014, he launches a second run for the Windsor Town Council. And that time, he goes on to win. And this makes him the youngest council member in the town's history at 32. So now he's on the council. What allegations have there been since he got into that position? So we fast forward to 2017 when Fapoli had moved up on town council and had been appointed vice mayor of Windsor. A person who had rented the guest house at Christopher Creek Winery four years earlier wrote a letter to the mayor at the time alleging that Fapoli had a, quote, predatory nature and had engaged in abuse of power. This letter writer said Fapoli invited himself over to that guest house and he proceeded to direct two young female winery employees to remove their underwear, to put on togas, and later tried to remove at least one female guest bathing suit when they were in a hot tub and all the while secretly was topping off guest wine glasses. This was all according to the letter writer. So the complainant wrote of having felt really upset and shaken by that violation and and felt the need to express herself at that time. And that's actually how Sophia Williams similarly described her incident with Fapoli as well when we spoke to her, again, echoing some accounts we had heard from other women in our story. Okay, here's Sophia Williams. My experience with Dominic, I see it as a violation because he wanted to do something I didn't want to do. And I said no, and he kept trying, you know? So I just think it can be that simple. I want to ask you guys more about this letter that goes to the town. Do we know who the letter writer was? Uh, Is there any relationship with the other women? And also, how did you get it? So... This letter is separate than the than the four essential women that are part of our story. It was another 
uh, allegation, an account that we discovered through a public records request that we submitted as part of our investigation to the town council in Windsor. And when we received the letter back, it was redacted by the town council, certain aspects of it, including the name of the letter writer and any sort of contact information that could have potentially led us to discover who this was before the story ran. So after that complaint is filed to the mayor of Windsor at the time, Fopoli quickly sends an email to the town manager uh, at the time, adamantly denying the allegations that were made about that night at the guest house in 2013. And about a year later, though, the council goes on to appoint him mayor of Windsor for the first time. He finally gets that position, everything he's worked for. And he posts about how this was his lifelong dream. And he was incredibly emotional accepting that appointment. And then, Allie, there's one more very serious allegation after that. Yes. So 2019, Fopoli is still the mayor of Windsor. And that's the next woman that we spoke to is the same year that she arrives in Windsor for an internship at another local winery. So we have Rose Fumoso, 21 years old when she arrives in wine country, had come from her university in France, really enthusiastic about getting an opportunity to work in such a famous, uh, incredible region to her and her classmates. So she said she met Fapoli at a party in Christopher Creek Winery that September, nearing the end of her time there. And that sometime throughout the night, later in the evening, Fapoli asked her to come see his white Tesla that was parked out front. Fumoso, like the other women we spoke to, said she never had a reason to feel threatened by, by him at the time. And throughout the evening, he was trying to engage her, but again, she felt it was really harmless engagement and, and just very general conversations. So she had no reason to feel scared when she got into the car to continue checking out the gadgets and listening as Fapoli described his car to her. But then she said Fapoli drove her away from the winery without any sort of prior conversation about that and took her to another house where once they were inside and he was showing her around, he suddenly pinned her against him, groped her buttocks, and attempted to kiss her while she was repeatedly saying no, trying to push him off of her, and repeatedly asking him to take her back to the winery. But she told us that he just didn't listen. Allie, what happens next? So we won't know entirely until we continue to keep investigating the story keeping in touch with our community members and following what's happening in the area of Windsor and beyond and continue to see what the reaction is in all of those areas as well and with our sources. And honestly, we're just going to keep following it to see where the story leads. One more reminder to our listeners that Dominic Fapoli declined to give an interview on these allegations. Through an attorney, he did release a statement that said in part that he categorically denies having engaged in any of the abuses described. Allie, Cynthia, thanks for the story. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Thank you. To read the full report by Alexandria Bordas and Cynthia Dizikas, go to sfchronicle.com slash Windsor. Thanks to my guests, Cynthia Dizikas and Alexandria Bordas, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. 